Good to be with you this morning. That sounds better. Good morning. You know, it's always fun to hear our kids talk about strong-willed kids. You know, when they can learn that lesson, that's exciting. How many of you have been to Camp Gilead before? Raise your hand. Yeah, quite a few of us. That's exciting. Good worship today. Pastor uh, Dave is on vacation with his family. Uh, a couple months ago, he asked me if I would preach while he was on vacation. And I was excited and been working on a message uh, talking about Jesus, being my most favorite subject in the world is Jesus. And uh, last week, Pastor Dave gave us uh, a message uh, titled, uh, From Morning to Dancing. And uh, how many of you were here last week? Say, some of you were not. Well, this message from morning to dancing uh, impacted me greatly. And impacted me enough where I changed my message last week. And I went to Pastor Dave and I said, can I spin off your message and give a testimony of myself, uh, how I went from morning to dancing? Because the way what Pastor Dave spoke last week works. And I used this last year in my own life, and it worked. And I'm here today to tell you that I'm dancing. I'd love to be up here and show you how to dance, but I'm not going to do that. But God freed me of many things in my life. Dr. Dave asked us last week to look at a time in our lives when everything was coming down on you, where things seemed to be hopeless. For instance, I don't know if you heard, but Bud and Sue Vaughn lost their son yesterday, uh, 41 years old. God took him home. How do you handle stress like that? Nothing compared, that is nothing compared to what I went through. And I can only imagine them. We can keep them in our prayers. Pastor Dave said to look back years ago and find a time in your life that something happened that you felt hopeless. Many of us might be going through something right now, like Bud and Suvon. In last week's message, we were told the gospel says we cannot stand on our own merits and that the gospel is for all people. Dr. Dave said, our pain is not pointless. He said, our pain serves a higher purpose. Dr. Dave asked us last week to admit our weaknesses, to acknowledge you're dependent on Jesus Christ, to ask for help, to be assured and to trust, to cling to the gospel. Would you agree that that's not always the easiest thing to do? To admit your weakness? To acknowledge you're dependent on somebody? How about this one? To ask for help. To be assured and to trust. Well, none of those are available where I truly believe it without clinging to the gospel. But if you cling to the gospel, then you can admit your weakness to Jesus Christ. You can admit that you acknowledge that you absolutely need Jesus Christ. That's when you can ask for help. It might not be as difficult as you think if you follow the gospel. Today, I'd like to tell you a time in my life that it seemed everything was coming down on me. It seemed like it was a time for me to run away, for Ken Olsen to leave. All I wanted to do was to run away and start over. But I have, not, I have been taught differently, and I know in my personal life that running away never fixes a problem. But I still wanted to run Tell you what, before we get started, let's uh, open with a word of prayer and let's thank our Father for who He is. Father, we thank you for being 
here with us today. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for caring for us. As we open the word of God, would you please uh, impact us? We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. My personal testimony is titled today, and I borrowed this from Pastor Dave, From Morning to Dancing, week number two. We're going to be looking at Proverbs 12 and how it impacted Ken Olson. Over the last few years, I have stepped away from many things that I have enjoyed my entire life. In the past, my goals in life have been to love the Lord with all my heart, to obey his commandments, and to serve him for the rest of my life. This, I hope, will never change in my life. My goal in life is to love my wife, be a God-centered husband that spoils my wife with love and my time. My goal in life is to love my children and now my grandchildren and spoil them with my love for Jesus Christ and my time with them. My goal is always to provide for my family, give them that little extra that maybe I can't even afford. My goal in life is to be a great employee and to work hard and be dedicated to the business I work for. My goal in life was to be part of Christ's fellowship. Since I've been 16 years old, I've been here. Being a part of Christ's fellowship, I wanted to be a passionate pastor. I wanted to be passionate in being a deacon, ministry council member, doing call to worship. I have thoroughly enjoyed and loved being a pastor of JAM. I am a friend to many and have enjoyed my friendships here at Christ Fellowship. One of my gifts is to be an encourager, and I love to use that gift. I enjoy preaching, and I enjoy teaching. Christ Fellowship has been a huge part of my life, and probably one of the most exciting parts of my life. But something happened to me, and many of us have gone to this and have dealt differently. Something happened the last four years here at Christ Fellowship that impacted my life very strongly. Four years ago, in this church, it seemed to be full of controversy for me that led to losing friends and possibly losing my integrity. This is how I felt. I felt myself continually asking myself and others, is it time for Ken Olson to slip away and leave Christ Fellowship? I felt like I needed to be gone. This is how I felt. I wrote many letters to friends, ministry council members. They're still on my computer. I looked at them last night and uh, asked if I could disappear for a while. Every one of them said no. Every one of them. That is not a good idea. Unfortunately, that feeling did not go away. After a few years of feeling the same thing over and over, I sat with my wife, Tammy, and my kids, and I told them how I felt and what I needed to do. Believe me when I tell you this, after much discussion and many concerns shared, I had the approval from my family. I had their blessing. My wife gave me a card, and it said, Psalms 37, 7. I found this taped to my, wind, my uh, mirror in my bathroom. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. I had my family's blessings. Now what do I do? I decided last year to take a short sabbatical away from everything. Ministry, Christ Fellowship, my friends, my work, everything except for God and my family. 
I talked to my boss and I asked him for some time off. Then I sat down with Dr. Dave, Chris Feldman, and Steve Nims, who I truly love and they're dear friends of mine, and told and shared them my plans. I described to them what my plans were and that I was stepping away from ministries here at Christ Fellowship from October through December and it would start immediately. I promised them it was only for these dates and that I was not leaving. I was coming back and I wanted to be more passionate for ministry than ever before. Please know, please trust me when I say after much discussion, these men, concerns, and arguing back and forth, I had their blessing. When you have men that you trust, it's okay to argue, by the way. This is, my sabbatical started immediately. I walked out of this church that day, and I had a three-month sabbatical. The next weekend, I drove to Oregon to stay with my daughter, Tiana Marcus, and to meet with a pastor friend for encouragement. I came back encouraged. A pastor friend gave me a passage that encouraged me greatly. It was Isaiah 40, 28-31. And it says this, Have you not known... Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even you shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What a passage. I don't know if you caught it, but all the answers are right there. I came back encouraged. The next Sunday, week three of my somewhat sabbatical, I was home alone. My wife came to Christ Fellowship alone, and I did exactly what my friends told me to do. Every one of my friends said the same thing. Ken? Go to the Word, find your answers, and listen. So on, on Sunday, October 21st, 2015, I dug into the Word, the book of Proverbs. And I talked to our Heavenly Father and gave Him all my thoughts, all my trials, all my worries, all my concerns. I gave Him everything, and I gave Him my last four years of my life. I took a lots of notes that day, and I'm, I'm going to be reading you my notes of what happened that, that day. And I wrote down, I am totally exhausted, but yet I was comforted. Then I sat back and I waited for the Holy Spirit to respond. Have you ever asked a question to the Holy Spirit and just sat back and waited for him to respond? I guarantee he will respond. It's hard for me to explain how that morning went, but please understand, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, it's a little weird. It's just, it just gets that way, but the Holy Spirit is alive and well, and he comforted me. Immediately, I turned to Proverbs chapter 12, the next passage was, which was of my devotions, because I know the Holy Spirit talks through the word. And oh my, did he. I went verse by verse, and I made notes in my Bible, and this is what I wrote. Verse 2. A good man obtains favor from the Lord. I wrote, Father, are you talking to me? Verse 3. No one is established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will never be moved. I wrote, is this what you want me to know? Verse 4. This is an easy one. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband. You got to know my wife is the best part of Ken Olsen. If I was king, she'd wear the crown. 
She is the the highlight of my life. Verse 5. The thoughts of the righteous are just. The counsels of the wicked are deceitful. I wrote, thank you, Lord. I know it's you. Verse 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. I wrote, Father, I'm sorry for being a fool. Verse 17. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. I wrote, thank you, Father. Verse 19. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. I wrote, wow. Verse 20. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. I wrote, Father, it hurts so much when you are being attacked and evil things are being said about you. Verse 22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithful are his delight. This is the verse that turned my life around. Could it be? For those who act faithful are his delight. Could it be that Ken Olsom is delight in God's eyes? Verse 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. Oh boy. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. It's exactly what was happening to Ken Olsom. But a good word makes him glad. I can remember the time of hardship for Ken Olsom, BJ, coming up here after he took chairman and saying words about Ken and Chris Bellman. It was very comforting for Ken Olson. And I thank BJ for that. One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way for the wicked leads him astray. I wrote, I understand, Father. So I went to the Father and I started praying. And I wrote this. I said, to, okay, Father. Thank you, Father. For I know you are speaking through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And I know you want me to listen and to learn. I wrote, Father, I'm excited to learn more. Please don't stop talking to me. I will read more and see what you have to say. Proverbs 13, verse 1. A wise son hears his father's instructions. And I wrote immediately, I remember when I was 17 years old, and my dad was confronting me about something I did wrong, and I interrupted him, and he said, Ken, shut up and listen to me. Sorry, kids, don't say that. But dad's dad's Ken. And I remember that. And it impacted me. All of a sudden, I I don't know why I remember this when this verse came to me. A wise son hears his father's instructions. So at that point, I just shut up and listen. Proverbs 15.1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I wrote, Father, I know I have a way of being bold and harsh when I think I'm right. I'm sorry if I've hurt anybody. Verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. This is comforting. Sometimes it worries me. I'm sure you understand that. He's at home. He's at work. He's right here with us now. He's standing beside me. He's sitting beside you. He's in the car. He's everywhere we go. He knows everything we do. I kept reading, and he kept giving me answers. When it was all said and done, that day I was at complete peace. With all my thoughts, all my trials, all my worries, all my concerns. I sat there in awe and I thanked him for what I had just received and how I was excited for what was next. I just felt like everything was taken care of. It's hard to explain that feeling. I talked to him, I prayed and I said, Father, tell me what you want me to do now. Because you've taken this guilt away from me. I understand 
that I've been carrying this. I should have given it to you a long time ago. Now what should you want me to do? And I was thinking, okay, now I feel that the, the Father is taking this away from me. Norm, normally I'd give Pastor David a call and say, hey, I'm ready to come back. I've only in week three of my sabbatical. I've still got two months to go. What am I going to do now? So I, I was ready. I thought, okay, let's get back and let's do, get back to work. What do you want me to do, Father? Well, he didn't gear me back to Christ Fellowship. There was still more he wanted me to do. And so I prayed. I said, Father, I will go any path you want. And immediately things started happening. And you've got to know the last two months of that sabbatical changed gears and it was all personal. It wasn't about ministry. That, that's strange to me because my life has been so much about ministry. But the ne- next two months of my life became personal with the Olson family. And that even excited me more. One thing I, he wanted me to do, no doubt in my mind, is spend more time with my mom and dad because they're aging and they needed me. The other thing I know he wanted me to do because things just happened so quickly. I got a call from my, my boy Thomas one day and he said, hey, dad, you ever think about going into business? So well, what are you thinking? So we sat down, we talked about possibly starting up a business. And we laugh now because, you know, it just seemed like it would never happen. But in two months, two months, my boy quit his job at Triband, where Chris gave him a great job. In two months, we bought a building. In two months, we bought inventory. Now I didn't know what we were buying. Two months, we hired my sister, Jean. In two months, we started up a legal business. We opened our doors on December 11th, and God provided every bit of that for us. It was all part of God's plan. The key is, is how are we going to honor God with what he gives us? Last week, Dr. Dave gave us 13 points in his message. I believe it was 13 points. I was writing down quickly. I did not get them all. But Carmel, by the way, put them in the bulletin for you. And uh, she has 14. I wrote them down last week because they made an impact in my life. And this is what I wrote. Uh, first one, the authentic joy in God is a gift. Ken Olsen had to find that joy, what happened to that joy. Number two, joy must be fought for. Number three, resolve to attack all known sin in your life. You have to do that daily. Number four, learn the secret of gutsy guilt, how to fight like a justified sinner. Number five, the battle is to see God for who he is. Number six, meditate in the word day and night. If you truly need your answers to turn from mourning to dancing, you got to go to the word. Pray earnestly and continue for an open heart. Learn, this is the big one for Ken Olson, learn to preach the gospel to yourself rather than listening to yourself. I have so many good things to tell myself. Unfortunately, it doesn't give me the right path at times. I needed to listen to God more often. And I only wrote nine, but number nine, which is something that I would have done differently with the sabbatical that I took. Number nine is spend time with God-centered people. That is something that I have missed at Christ Fellowship when I stepped away. Uh, God provided everything I need, but he also showed me that this fellowship is so important to Ken Awesome and the friendships that we have. And when you are going through pain, it's a family like this that steps in and helps you. And I'm sure many of you guys have already seen that. 
But you need to be centered with God-centered people. Jason, you want to come up with your team? We're going to end here quickly. One thing the pastor said in his message last week. Jesus rekindled the hope of his disciples by unhinging their doubts, unbolting a new way to pray, and unlocking a path of unhindered joy. Think about that one. Jesus rekindled the hope of his disciples by unhinging their doubt, unbolting a new way to pray, and unlocking a path of unhindered joy. This is how he helped Ken Olson. Jesus rekindled my hope by unhinging my doubt and unbolting a new way to pray and unlocking the path of joy in my life. Dr. Dave gave us a plea last week. If you didn't hear it, this, I'm going to tell you what his plead was. He said this, people, will you please, please, let's get real today and admit we are broken people. You have to admit that if you want to go from mourning to dancing. I have gone from mourning to dancing. To admit your weaknesses, to acknowledge you're dependent on Jesus, to ask for help, to be assured and trust and to cling to the gospel. It wasn't that difficult. You just have to do it. Would you pray with me before we worship? Jesus, please rekindle the hope in my friends here at Christ Fellowship by unhinging their doubt and unbolting a new way for them to pray. And please unlock a path of new joy in their life. In Jesus' name, amen.